This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Luke chapter 7, and we're talking about the double measures today of great and greater. Our text today, Luke chapter 7, beginning with verse 36. And I'm going to be reading out of the um, Passion Bible. So they're, they're not going to have that up on the, uh, up on the screens today. Um, that's not available yet. Um, but, and you may not have a Passion Bible. So, you know, uh, in Jesus' day, it was okay. They, there was one scroll, and the teacher got up, to read it, and people listened to it. Sometimes it's good just to listen. Amen. So I really want you just to listen, because if you're not listening, it's very hard to, to hear. We listen looking in order to learn to see what God is saying to us. I'm just going to read some scriptures here. And we're going to, uh, with, these, with these scriptures... And I'll reiterate again because it's been brought to my attention that sometimes I don't get you on the same page as I am. It's Luke, Gospel of Luke, chapter 7. And beginning with verse 36, and we're going to be ending in verse 50 in the Passion Bible. This is going to paint a picture within a framework for us of a contrast between religion and relationship. It's going to to help us to focus and to see this great grace and greater love. And the characters that are are going to be portrayed here are of a so-called saint and a so-called sinner. You know, the world will label us, people will call us. Uh, but in this, uh, there's a so-called saint and a so-called sinner, the hateful and the grateful. Uh, but this is Jesus, and he is confronting judgment, and he's countering with mercy. We're going to see forgiveness. We're going to see grace and measures, a great grace and a greater love. And so are you ready? We'll go ahead and read. Everybody ready? Come on, two or three people. Are y'all ready? If nothing else, it'll clear your throat and help your sinuses to breathe if you speak right now. Are you ready? All right, then I'm going to read. All right, it says, Afterwards, a Jewish religious leader named Simon asked Jesus to his home for dinner. Jesus accepted the invitation. And when he went to Simon's home, he took his place at the table. In the neighborhood, there was an immoral woman of the streets known to all to be a prostitute. When she heard about Jesus being in Simon's house, she took an exquisite flask made from alabaster, filled it with the most expensive perfume, went right into the home of the Jewish religious leader, and knelt at the feet of Jesus in front of all the guests. I need to kind of break in here just uh, a little bit. What, What kind of courage did it take for someone who was known by everybody, everybody, 
See, uh, and I mean, it says, I like the way the Bible says, says she marched right into this religious house because she had heard about Jesus. She knelt at the feet of Jesus in front of all the guests. Broken and weeping, she covered his feet with the tears that fell from her face. She kept crying and drying his feet with her long hair. Over and over she kissed Jesus' feet. Then she opened her flask and anointed his feet with her costly perfume as an act of worship. When Simon saw what was happening, he thought. He didn't say it, but he thought it. This man can't be a true prophet. If he were really a prophet, he would know what kind of sinful woman is touching him. Now let me show you what the true prophet knew what he was thinking. And he said, Simon, I have a word for you. Well, we're about to hear the prophetic word to the person that need to hear it the most. And he said, go ahead, teacher. I want to hear it, he answered. It's a story about two men who were deeply in debt. One owed the bank $100,000, and the other owed $10,000. When it was obvious that neither of them would be able to repay their debts, the kind banker graciously wrote off the debts and forgave them all that they owed. Tell me, Simon, which of the two debtors would be the most thankful? Which one would love the banker the most? Simon answered, I suppose it would be the one with the greatest debt forgiven. You're right, Jesus agreed. Then he spoke to Simon about the woman still weeping at his feet. Don't you see this woman kneeling here? She is doing for me what you didn't bother to do. When I entered your home as your guest, you didn't think about offering me water to wash the dust off my feet. Yet she came into your home. And washed my feet with her many tears. And then dried my feet with her hair. You didn't even welcome me into your home with a customary kiss of greeting. But from the moment I came in, she has not stopped kissing my feet. You didn't take the time to anoint my head with fragrant oil. But she anointed my head and feet with the finest perfume. She has been forgiven of all her many sins. This is why she has shown me such extravagant love. But those who assume they have very little to be forgiven will love me very little. Then Jesus said to the woman at his feet, all your sins are forgiven. And all the dinner guests said among themselves, who is the one who can even forgive sins? Let me pose this question. It's a it's a. It's a good question, isn't it? Who is this? You know, the religious saints really didn't know him. Both Simon and the dinner guests. Who's this? Simon even said, this man can't be a true prophet. And the guest said, who can forgive sins? See, because religion is all about the sin and the sinner. And that's the major of it. But the true prophet had a word for the saint, the one who thought he knew the true. If he were a true prophet. 
but the sinner. The Bible says when she, the sinner, heard about Jesus. Jesus, who's the friend of sinners. Jesus, who forgives. Oh, she was willing to come even to the religious saints looking for the real Jesus. To kneel at his feet and open her heart. You know, Jesus called it precious perfume. It was the wages of her sin. She earned that on her back, honey. She came to worship him. And you know what form that took? It was just simply to accept the great grace and the greater love that she had heard about. I wonder what will sinners find when they come to this house, saints? Who is this Jesus that we know? Because that's the Jesus, and the only Jesus that we know is the only one that we'll be able to show. She heard of a God of great grace and heard of a God of even greater love. Because of that great grace, he has made his greater love available to everybody. Didn't condemn her. Didn't turn her away. Didn't judge her. And isn't it interesting that he didn't even have to turn to her and say, you know, I forgive you. He goes, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, have been forgiven. That's the message of Jesus. He goes, all has been forgiven. This thing right here proves it. If you want to know what the message of the cross is, it's all is forgiven. His words, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Because if they really knew, they wouldn't do that. They wouldn't do what they're doing. <clears throat> Greater than all of my mistakes, all of my missteps, all of my falling short. For the Bible says everybody has fallen short of the glory that God has. But aren't you glad that that glory came down and lifted us up? Didn't leave us down, but lifted us up. Pulled us up. I, I wasn't too sure about church. I'll tell you, you know, I'm still not too sure about church. <laughs> but I... I took a chance one day on a red dirt road and I knew I was a sinner. That wasn't the issue. I knew different kinds of saints. That really wasn't the issue either. I was looking for the real Jesus. And I'll tell you what, I found out he was looking for me all along. And I'm so glad that, you know, I guess I could claim that he found me, but or that I found him, but really he found me. I found him in the words of this book. Your sins, though, they are many.
have been forgiven. It's not hard to worship a God like that, to take all that you've been, all that you are, and all that you maybe would ever hope or dream to be, and just lay that at his feet. It's all right to be sorry for what has been, but it's more important to have hope in what can be. Don't stay sorry. Let him change you. But sorry's a start. Amen. But you don't need sympathy. You need a Savior. You need a God that takes grace and lavishes love on us. For he that is forgiven little or thinks that they're just forgiven little loves little. Careful we don't stay in a religious house so long that we become religious and forget about how much we've been forgiven of. So that when we've been saints so long that when sinners come along that we get everything wrong. I'm so glad that her want to know him was greater than the folks that thought they knew him. You know, it's funny that you can set an atmosphere, can't you? A house, a home, a person, their space, that you come into their space, you can immediately, quote, feel. You can tell. Well, let me ask you uh, today, how about you today, saint or sinner? God, there's really only two piles. And of course, there's, you know, we all feel like that we're smart enough to know the degrees of sainthood and the degrees of sinner. Well, there's only really, you know, God's judgment is the only judgment that really matters. Because we can be a so-called saint by men and a so-called sinner by men, but Sometimes it's just completely opposite of how God sees a saint or sees a sinner. I thank God Jesus has a word for us today. I believe it's truth. You know, he's here, this Jesus. This is the one I see. This is the one I know sometimes. I'm sorry, Lord, for what I have made this. I'm sorry for practicing so, you know, pretending to be perfect. That's what religion says we have to do. But you know, all God wants is a perfect heart towards him, which is able to say, you know, hey, here I am. I need you. I have no claim to fame other than I am, like Paul said. Now think of this, Paul. 
He said, man, I'm the chief of sinners. He's writing the book. He's, he's taking dictation. He's been caught up into heaven. Seen things that were that he cannot was not allowed to describe, to heard things he wasn't allowed to speak. And he says, I am chief of sinners. He didn't say I was, he goes, I am chief of sinners. I've been forgiven much. So it stands to reason. That's why I love him. Because of how much he loved me. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw people to myself. I'll draw, I'll pull people. I'll attract them and I will pull them to myself. You won't have to have a program. You won't have to have the latest and greatest dog and pony show. You won't have to pull miracles and have smoke fill the room and special lights and all that kind of stuff. You just pray that when people come in here, they see Jesus. They see him enough to... See his great grace and greater love for them. He's here today, this Jesus, and he's inviting you and I, saint and sinner, to know him, to come to him, and to come to know him perhaps more than we think we know him now. Imagine that, that there's more to this God than what I know right now. I really would like to know more of this Jesus that I'm coming to know. Then Jesus said to the woman, Your faith in me has given you life. Now you may leave and walk in the ways of peace. Put your, your faith in him and he'll give you new life. To give you the life that God had planned and purpose and is wanting to provide for us all along. And to walk in the ways of peace. Not just have peace for, you know, just a, a moment of relief, but walk in the ways of peace. You know, we must first have peace with God in order to have the peace of God. So wherever... Whatever way you're taking. You know, the Bible says, ponder well the path that your feet are on. Do you have peace with God? You have the peace of God. Pastor Ron's going to come. You know, it, it, it all starts. So the, any walk, it isn't, it isn't what the walk is doesn't matter as much as who we're walking with. The little babies get into all kind of stuff, don't they? I mean, all they know is to run. All they know, this is, this is something new. 
and it may not be good for them at all. And it's not, it's the who that conquers the what. You understand what I'm saying? Because if someone loves them, they just pick them up. No, you know, their leg's still kicking now. Because <laughs> who is more important than what? Have you put your faith in him? Because I'm going to tell you if you will, then he will give you new life. Both the saint and the sinner. There's a lot more. But every, every walk starts with the first steps. I believe we're at, the, we're at the intersection of something brand new for every one of us. I think that God is opening up a new space and a new grace for us to follow him and to come to know him more and better if we want to. God's not a God of force to. God is a God of if you want to. There were people that came to Jesus and said, if you want to, you can heal me if you want to. I'm glad this lady had made up in her own mind Jesus wanted to. Jesus wanted her. She mattered more to him than what she had done. I, I want it to be known out in the streets out here. Both to the but first to the sinner and to the saint that they get the message that this Jesus, you can come to him just like you are, just with what you have. You can kneel at his feet and he'll take your worship. He'll take you. He'll accept you. He'll never reject you. If you're here today, you've never given your heart to Jesus. Put your faith in Him. I want to encourage you today. I want to give you just an opportunity to let Him do for you what you can't do for yourself. We can't change ourselves. We can't save ourselves. We, many times we can't forgive ourselves. Our sins are always with us, aren't they? How do we know the guilt, the, guilt, the shame? How do we measure that down? I really just don't have peace with God, so I don't have the peace of God. But you know, the Bible says righteousness, peace, and then joy. That's what the kingdom of God, it's not far from you. It's available, but it starts within you. Get, getting right with God, that's a wonderful religious term. You need to get right, and if re, we say it religiously, you know, you just can't smoke and chew and run with girls that do, you know, I mean, all the <laughs> stuff. That's not the measure. Right with God means, you know, have you accepted his great grace? Have you believed in the greater love that he has for you? All that other stuff will take, it's just stuff. It came into your life, it'll go out of your life. Amen? That doesn't matter. He doesn't care about that. He cares about you. He wants you. He doesn't want your do's and don'ts. He wants your heart. He wants your life. So every head is bowed, every eye is closed. We're going to pray a very, very simple prayer. 
It's private, it's personal, but I'll tell you what now, it's powerful. And here's the measure of the power of it. You won't be able to keep it to yourself. Not this new life. This new life will say, I've got to tell somebody what Jesus did for me. It's something that is more, it's greater than our private. It, it just overflows out into our public. But it starts on the inside. Let's settle this today. Let's pray this prayer together. And if you mean it from your heart. See, that's where it happens in the heart first. And the best that men can do is see what God had already done. Men look at the outside, but God sees the inside and that's where things happen first. So let's settle it today. If you're ready, pray this prayer with me and I'm going to tell you, you're going to experience a great miracle in your life. The greatest miracle. You know, people say, I want to see a miracle. Look around you at the lives Jesus is changing. Look at who they were and see them now as he sees them for who they are becoming. Simon saw a sinner. And Jesus saw a saint. Jesus, let's pray this, Jesus. Here I am. You have forgiven me of all of my sins, my many sins. I didn't know it, but now I do, and I believe you. Jesus, I believe this. You're a friend of the sinner. I accept your great grace. I believe in your greater love for me right now I choose you Jesus I say you are my Lord my Savior my Master I believe I am forgiven so I am free to follow you from now on and forever Amen Amen doesn't necessarily just mean the end. It means so be it. Now listen. If you are serious with God, you'll find that God is serious with you. Many times people make a big deal of the outward profession. That's important that we're not ashamed of Jesus in front of men. The Bible tells that. I've seen so many profess publicly. Something that never really happened privately. But when something happens privately inside of you, you don't worry about the public profession. It'll show. It'll just show. You'll begin to, you'll know. Things are new. You're new. Everything is new. And everything from then on is God. When you didn't want to know, now you do want to know. Everybody good? Everybody great? Well, we've had a time today, haven't we? With Jesus. If you need a little more of him, there are going to be folks up here uh, that, will, that know him and want to help you to know him. 
don't go out of here with any need. He is not only the forgiver of sins. He takes away all of the repercussions of that. You'll find him to be a deliverer, a healer. You'll find him to be a, a, a man. You'll just find him to be so good and so kind, whatever the need or the desire. He has more than enough and wants to do for you what you need or want him to do today. So don't go away, you know, uh, with your needs unmet. But the greatest need of anyone is that they need to come to Jesus. They need the greatest miracle of all. And if we get that taken care of, everything else will be all right. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.